Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. Sorry that this week's episode's coming a bit late. We'll try to be on time with uh, tomorrow's episode, but uh, now we'll go ahead and get into today's episode of Superman. The original air date, March the 26th, 1948, and this is The Mystery of the Stolen Costume, Part 13. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, deciding that the time for action has come, Superman makes mysterious plans with his friend, the famous Batman. Take a look at this map, Batman. About a half mile below the village is a crossroads. See it? Uh-huh. Well, that's where I want you and Robin to meet me at 1.30 this afternoon. Can do? We'll do, Superman. Good. I'll be going then. Oh, uh, one thing more, Batman. Yes? Don't be surprised at anything you see. And come prepared for danger. Real danger. <laughs> Today, gang, I want to tell you again about the background that is the art of making someone or something to blame so that the real culprit may go free. Now, this idea began way back in the days of primitive civilization and worked something like this. Let's say an epidemic of cholera broke out in a tribe where sanitation and medical science were totally lacking. As usual in cases like this, the people turned to the medicine men. They, in turn, lacking in the knowledge necessary to treat the disease, must think of something that will not reveal their helplessness. So they decide that angry, evil demons have cursed the people with an evil plague, and they swing into action. Drums begin to beat out a monotonous rhythm. The priests parade and dance wildly as they chant. Then they pull their prize stunt. They seize a young goat and, painting it red, proceed to drive it around the village, chanting and screaming as they run, in the hope that by so doing, they will drive the cholera demons into the body of the unfortunate goat and thus save themselves from death. Finally, the terrified animal, pelted with stones, dies of multiple wounds and exhaustion. And the people stupidly believe that they are now forever rid of the disease. Well, that gang is the origin of scapegoating. The attempt of an ignorant people to load their troubles onto an innocent creature. Silly, isn't it? Of course it is. And yet that same ridiculous business of scapegoating is practiced today. And that is practiced all over the world where human beings are the goats. You don't believe it. Well, just wait. In a little while, I'll tell you more. And now, the adventures of Superman. 
having reason to suspect that newspaper reporter Clark Kent and Superman were one and the same person, and knowing he could reap a harvest in the underworld if he could prove it. Mickey Conroy, a big-time racket boss, set out to expose Superman's double identity. But Superman became suspicious of what was afoot and managed to dodge several attempts to unmask him. Realizing, however, that he might eventually fall into a trap, the Man of Steel decided on a drastic action and made mysterious plans with his friend Batman, the only person in the world to whom he has confided the secret of his double identity. As we continue now... The sun is bright overhead as Batman and young Robin in their natural guises of Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson are driving through the Blue Hills, a small range of mountains about 50 miles north of Metropolis. As per Superman's directions, they are driving in an ordinary car instead of in their distinctive Batmobile. What time is it now, Dick? Uh, just 1.25, Bruce. Fair enough. Make the crossroads by 1.30. Are we that close to it? Yes, I think it's just below that next hill. Oh, that's where we meet Mr. Kent, huh? Kent or Superman. Superman? Could be. Oh, look, Pappy, what's this all about? I don't know, Dick. Oh, go on. Don't give me that. On the level. All Superman said was for us not to be surprised at anything we see and to be prepared for danger. Mm, sounds interesting. To say the least. Oh, now, look, Bruce, you must have some idea of what this is all about. So help me, Hannah, Dick. All I know is that Superman is in serious trouble, but... Superman in trouble? And how? Oh, no. How can he be in trouble? Ask me no questions and I'll tell you no fibs. Oh, it's like that, huh? Yep, it's like that. So just take my word for it that he's in trouble up to his neck. Unless he can find a way out in a big hurry. I'm listening. Well, it could be goodbye Superman. Oh, you're kidding. Uh Uh-uh. But I gather he's cooked up something and he wants our help. What the dish is, I have no idea. Oh, boy, I can hardly wait to find out. You and me both. Wow, what a curve this is. Yeah, laid this road out with a corkscrew. And look at that steep drop into a hairpin curve up ahead. Oh, brother, must be really something when there's ice on it. Say, I can see a crossroads down there and a, and a village up ahead. Is that where we meet, Kent? That's it. Oh, what's eating that guy? Don't tell me anybody wants to pass us on this grade. Well, somebody does, all right. He's coming like blue blazes. You better pull over a little more, Bruce. I can't without going off the road. Well, this guy is one of those crazy speed teams. Yeah, the kind of a driver who usually winds up in a slab in the morgue. Look out, here he comes. Here he he goes. Hey, that looks like Kent's car. Nah, Mr. Kent doesn't drive like that. Looks like his car, though. Holy smokes, look at him pile into that hairpin curve. Great, Lucifer, he'll turn over. He's skidding. He's going to hit that brick wall. Good Lord. Oh, my gosh, he hit it. Oh, I'm afraid that's the end of that poor guy. Well, we better have a look, Bruce. Sure. Pile out and we'll see what we can do. Okay. Hurry, hurry. Jeepers, look at that car, Bruce. Hold it up like an accordion. Never mind the car. Find a driver. I see him. He... Christopher Columbus. What's the matter, Dick? Look. It's Mr. Kent. Well, I'll be... So that's the answer. Well, don't just stand there, Bruce. I think Mr. Kent is... is dead. <laughs> Don, come here. What's up, Eddie? Look what's coming in on the teletype. Clark Kent, Daily Planet reporter, seriously injured in a car crash near Clifton Village. Holy cats! Yeah, give me that news flash. Miss Lane, Jim Olsen! Hey, Miss Lane! Take a look at this, Biggie. Yeah, what is it, Slick? This paper, the Daily Planet. Yeah, what about it? Holy cow, read that headline. Just read it. Let's see. Man, are you in for a shock? Clark Kent, star reporter, seriously injured in... Auto... 
Uh, what the... That's why me and Danny couldn't find him. He was driving out of town. <laughs> and you thought he was Superman. That's right. Well, how could he be? Superman can't get hurt. Yeah, that's right. You see what it says about him? Early this afternoon, near Clifton Village, Clark Kent, star reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet, crashed his car into a stone wall as he drove out of a sharp turn. Taken to the nearby home of Dr. Carl McIntosh, Kent is still unconscious and is said to be near death. <laughs> Kent, Superman. Oh, is that a laugh? I don't get this slick. We know there are only three guys living in the Maple Crest Arms who come near fitting Superman's description. George Dean, Philip Marshall, and Clark Kent. Yeah, that's right, but... We proved neither Dean nor Marshall is Superman. And now Kent himself proved that he ain't either. Then who is Superman? That's the jackpot question, Biggie. It looks like we don't collect on it. Now, wait a minute. We know Superman lives in the Maple Crest Arms disguised as some other guy. That's what you said. But you were wrong. I can't be wrong. Superman's costume was found in one of the apartments in a secret closet, right? Yeah, but... but... before we could find out which apartment it was, he moved out the secret closet or closed it up or something so we couldn't track him down. That proves to me he does live there. Nah, Biggie, you... Only one of three guys in that building can be Superman. Dean, Marshall, or Kent. Now, we know it ain't Dean or Marshall. So it has to be Kent. Will you stop saying that? It says right here in the paper that Kent is dying from an auto accident. Now, you know a skyscraper could fall on Superman and not hurt him. So how can he almost get killed in an auto accident? He can't. Okay, then you admit you're wrong. Not necessarily. But you just said... I said Superman can't get knocked off in a car accident. Right, so Kent can't be Superman. Yeah, that's the way it looks. But I'm not so sure. What kind of double talk is that? It's not double talk, Slick. I got an idea. Yeah. And if I'm right, it would explain everything. Puzzled, Slick Bailey waits for the cunning racket boss to explain what he means. We'll be back in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode... So keep listening. A little while ago, gang, I told you that scapegoating is the attempt of ignorant people to blame all their troubles on some innocent creature. And I show you how this first was done among primitive tribes. But today, scapegoating is far more serious and far more brutal because it involves not goats, but human beings. You see, way back in ancient times, wicked rulers discovered they could fool the people and keep themselves in power by using the primitive idea of scapegoating, that is, blaming all the people's troubles on innocent groups. So it was that Nero, when he was emperor of ancient Rome, made the first Christians his scapegoats, when after setting fire to the city of Rome, he said the Christians did it. Then, while the furious people murdered the innocent Christians, the real criminal, Nero, sat tight and went on oppressing the Romans. Using the same vicious trickery, Hitler fooled the German people by blaming all their troubles on one group after another. First, those of the Jewish religion were his scapegoats. Then leaders of the Catholic and Protestant churches. All of them were just as innocent of Hitler's charges as the Christians were of setting fire to Rome. But the German people made the fatal mistake of swallowing Hitler's lies. A mistake that resulted in the wrecking of Germany. So you see, history proves that scapegoating always boomerangs and hurts most of the people who fall for it. So be on the alert against scapegoating. Don't swallow rumors and accusations against other people without first questioning the truth. Remember, 
blaming the other fellow for your own troubles is like shooting off a faulty gun. It always backfires. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Biggie Conroy has just told Slick Bailey, one of his followers, that he has an idea about Clark Kent's automobile accident. I've got an idea, Slick, and if I'm right, it would explain everything. Yeah, what's your idea, Biggie? Well, I'm thinking maybe this car accident, the one that Kent was supposed to be hurt so bad in, was a phony. A phony? Yeah. You see, if I was Kent and I was Superman, I might have framed the whole thing to throw somebody off the track. You get it? No. Oh, look, Biggie, it says right here in the paper. Uh, never mind what it says there in the paper. Superman is smart. He'd know how to make this accident look legitimate. Hey. And maybe you got something there. I know I have. Yeah, but look, how are we going to find out if that's so? Easy. According to the Daily Planet, Kent is laid up in a doctor's house in his little bug, Clifton Village. So? So you're going to take a ride up there, Slick. Me? Yeah, you. You and a half dozen good, tough boys. What do we do? You're going to get Kent and bring him back here, of course. What for? As soon as we can find out once and for all if he's really Superman. But supposing he isn't, he don't want to come back here with us. He might play awful rough. Not if he's Superman, he won't. On account of he's supposed to be hurt seriously. And if he starts throwing you guys around, it'll give his show away. You get it? Well, yeah, but... And if he ain't Superman, you won't have any trouble either. So whichever way it works out, we'll have the right answer. And me, I think we'll have the million-dollar jackpot answer this time. Now round up the boys slick and get going. I want Kent or Superman back here tonight. Triumphantly, Biggie Conroy sets a plan in motion, which he is certain will prove decisively whether or not Clark Kent is Superman. What will happen when Conroy's gunmen arrive at the doctor's house in the little village of Clifton? Did Clark Kent, who is Superman, plan for this eventuality, too? There are thrills and high suspense in Monday's exciting episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to tune in Monday, same time, same station, for Chapter 14 of The Mystery of the Stolen Costume on... The Adventures of Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>